You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. This morning I want to minister to you on the topic of how you see yourself. And I want you to write this down to start with this very powerful truth. The way that you talk about yourself is going to affect the way you see yourself. Let me say it again. The way that you talk about yourself is the way you're going to see yourself. So if you talk down to yourself, if you talk failure, if you talk about how you can't do this, you're not smart enough, you're not educated enough, you're not cute enough, you're not good looking enough, if you talk like that, that's how you'll see yourself and it'll affect what God can do in your life personally. Now God wants every one of us to accomplish great fruit in our lives. But one of the keys to that is by you blessing yourself by what you hear yourself say. And so when you tell people bless yourself, they go, no, we should be blessing others. You can't bless others unless you're blessed yourself. The blessing of Abraham was to make Abraham to cause him to become a blessing in his life. And in today's church, we got a lot of people that are talking down to themselves. They're talking about how they can't do this, how that they're, they're not smart, how they're, maybe they're, they say, well, I'm too tall or I'm too short or I'm too fat or I'm this or whatever. And what we don't realize is it affects how God ministers to you personally in your life. To give you an example of this in Scripture before I actually read some Scripture is the story of Gideon. Gideon was a young man that had an image, a bad image of himself. But yet God had called him to deliver the nation of Israel. And they were outnumbered, outgunned, but yet God had called him anyway. And here we see in the story, he's in a, vine in a vineyard. And he's in a wine press winnowing wheat. Because he's terrified and he's afraid of what the enemies will do if they see him out there reaping the harvest. And in the midst of that, God sends an angel, and the angel's under Jupiter tree, and he says this to him. He says, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor, and you're going to deliver Israel from this oppression. Now, when he first hears it, he disregards it and says, No, I'm from the least tribe. I'm a nobody. I didn't finish college. I don't have much of an education. I'm kind of the, the weenie of, the, of my brothers. I can't do anything. But God continues to call him a mighty man of valor until Gideon starts calling himself that and starts talking to himself about that in his own life and until eventually he gets it that he is what God says he is. And then he takes 300 men and defeats the enemy. You know the story. But it all came because of the way that he heard himself talking. Because the way you talk about yourself, you'll eventually see yourself in the light of that. It will affect the way you see things. If you talk about how you can't do this, how you can't do that, how you can't succeed, how you can't seem to get healed, how you can't do this, it, it affects the way you see yourself. And to be a mighty man of God or a woman of God, you have to have an image of yourself that's of God. And God did not call you to fail. He didn't call you to be a wimp. He called you to succeed. 
You are the apple of God's own eye. And so I want to challenge you today. Start blessing yourself by talking to yourself about what God says you are. You're not defeated. You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. And you have special gifts and special blessings. You're not without talent. You have great talent. Because God has given it to you. And so the more that you talk about yourself according to the word the more you'll see yourself in the light of the word and I'll tell you what if you can see yourself in the light of the word you can overcome you can prevail and you can succeed in your life in a great way you know this is something that gets me so excited because I deal with people all the time they have such a terrible image of themselves when we are created in the image of God we are not something by chance we are called for a very divine purpose and God wants you to have the view of yourself that he does because you can't do the miraculous you can't do the breakthroughs you can't do the supernatural until you see yourself in the light of what God says I want to read to you a verse out of Isaiah 65 we don't have it on the screen yet but we will Isaiah 65 verse 16 it says this so that he who blesses himself in the earth let me say it again so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth and he he who swears in the earth and swears by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes so he's talking about all right when you begin to talk about yourself in the light of what God's word says it begins to produce joy and truth inside of your life and all of a sudden you don't see yourself as a grasshopper you see yourself as a giant killer you don't see yourself as defeated. You see yourself as a champion. You don't see yourself as someone who's insecure, but someone who's secure in God. And so these truths are so very, very important. And let me just say this. If you want any kind of road to recovery in your life, you need what I'm preaching this morning. You'll never have a recovery in your life without it. You remember the story of King David? He wasn't the king at this time, but he had 600 men, and they'd been out in battle, and they'd won a few victories, and they were coming home, and as they came over the hill, they looked, and there was smoke coming up. And they looked, and in the city, Gilgal, where his home was, and all the soldiers' homes was on fire. Buildings burning. As they approached it, they realized all the family members had been taken. The pets had been taken. The dogs had been taken. The donkeys had been taken. Everything had been taken. And their homes were burned to the ground. The soldiers were so dis discouraged. And in such distress. That they wept so much they couldn't weep anymore. You ever been that? You ever cry that much? I have. They were in a point of great despair. And David was in a point of great despair. Because the men were saying. We should stone David. Because David's the one that took us off on this journey. We come back and everything's gone. So David does something that's so spiritual. It says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, at this point in his, in his faith, he said, I'm down myself. I'm discouraged myself. What I'm saying about myself is not good. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord, which is to talk about myself from the viewpoint in the Word. Now, I don't know what David's scriptures that he quoted. 
But I'd kiss at it something like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod, thy staff. They comfort me. He set his table in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall come, up, shall come upon me all the days of my life, for I shall live in the house of the Lord. And maybe another verse like, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver us out of, another, out of all of them. Or how about this one? I've been old and I've been young, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seek begging bread. Whatever the verses were, he encouraged himself in it. And the result was he got in a spiritual state where he could hear from God. You ever notice when you're depressed, you can't hear from God? Do you ever notice when you see yourself in the right, wrong light, you can't hear from God? He got himself built up, and the voice of God spoke to him through the priest. And he goes out in boldness and tells the 600 soldiers, we're going to go out, and God said that we would recover all. And if you know the story at all, they did. And I'm telling you, the road to recover is the way you talk about yourself. If you talk about yourself as defeated, you won't find the road to recovery. If you talk about yourself in a way that you can't do something, you'll never find the road of recovery. If you talk about yourself as, as being insignificant, you'll never find your way of recovery. But if we go to the Word and say, Lord, I'm going to believe this Word, and I'm going to talk about this Word to myself, because that's what the blessing is. Now listen to me carefully. The Bible said that all of us will eat the fruit of our lips. Fruit of our lips. Now in today's culture, we genetically produce plants that don't have seeds in them, but in Jesus' time, there was no such a thing. All the plants had seeds in it. So the term fruit is significant. He's saying that, listen, every one of us are going to eat of the fruit of what we say because in what we say is a seed it's either a seed of victory or a seed of defeat it's either a seed of doubt or a seed of faith it's it's either God's word or it's the other and it'll produce in our lives think about how we talk to ourselves and get away with it we go down and talk about how weak we are, talk about how we can't do this, how we were never raised to do that, how we don't have education, how we don't look good enough, how we don't have the right clothes, how we don't do this. God wants you to talk about yourself from the Word. What does the Word say? The Word said that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The Word says that we're the head and not the tail. The Word says that I've been, you've been, seated in heavenly places next to the right hand of God. You know, the right hand of God is the, t is, the, is the hand of favor. The hand of favor is yours. That's what you are. You're not in a position 
to receive what you deserve. You're in a position to receive what you don't deserve. You're not in a position to work your way to heaven. You're in a position to receive what is freely given to you by God. You are special. You are touched. You are blessed. You are called out of the many, the chosen. You are blessed beyond measure, and I can't hardly stand it up here. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? That's what happens when you begin to hear yourself say something about yourself that comes from the word you begin to see yourself in the light of that word that you said let me give you an example of how this works there's a pastor in texas he gave this illustration of somebody in his church and the guy in his church like in many churches had an individual in the church who had a a smoking addiction He'd been smoking many, many years. I believe it was 40 years. And he tried to quit. He couldn't quit. He'd been prayed for so many times. So he comes up one more time to the altar. The pastor goes down and talks to him. And he explains. He says, I just don't have the willpower. I don't have the, the discipline to, to break this addiction. I tried, but I can't do it. I want to, but I can't. And he goes on and on and on. The pastor says, stop. The problem is this. Listen to what you hear yourself saying. You're saying that you don't have the discipline. You're saying that you can't do it. And then he gave him instructions that you need to adjust what you say based on what God's word says. In other words, as you talk about yourself, talk about it in light of the word. So the guy gets a bunch of verses up and begins to memorize them and begins to talk to himself in that way. Now he's still smoking. But as he's smoking that cigarette, he keeps saying what the Word says. After about three weeks, I believe it was, he started to notice something about the cigarettes. They didn't taste right. He thought, well, maybe it's a bad batch. So he goes to the grocery store, gets another pack of cigarettes. No, tastes terrible too. And after smoking these terrible tasting cigarettes, day after day, he finally quit it. Because what had happened was, is as he began to renew his mind to the Word and talk about himself in light of the Word, it changed his desires inside and changed his desire for the cigarettes, and it's made him free. And God will make you free today. Whatever addiction you have in your life, you can be free if you can change the way you talk about yourself and talk about yourself in the light of the Word. You'll be able to start a business You'll be able to do a vision and a dream that you've always wanted to. You'll be able to go back to school and pay for it and still raise a family. You'll be able to do all these things that have been in your heart because as you hear yourself say what the Word is, you begin to see it in the light of the Word. And you see yourself. It's not someone just telling you that. You see yourself as an overcomer. You see yourself with someone disciplined. You see yourself with the, the power to do whatever you need to do. You see yourself as one that has the mind of Christ, that God did not give a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You see yourself in that light. And boy, when you do that, it is so easy to believe. It is so easy to accomplish what God has called us to do. Now, I want you to hear this because this is so vital and you might want to write it down. The words that you say are actually more important 
than the actual things that you do. Let me say that again. The words that you say are actually more important than the things that you actually do. And let me give you a reference to this. Revelation 20, 11 through 13. It describes the great white throne judgment. That's where people who die with, without Christ go to in the life to come. And in this place, it said the books were open and each one was judged according to the works. In other words, each person was judged according to the things they did. But then it goes down and it says another book is open. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And it said if anyone's name was not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, they were cast into the lake of fire. Now catch this. How do you get your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is it by what you do? Is it because you were water baptized? Is it because you go to church? No, you get in that book by one way. You believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and that God rose him up, and then you declare it publicly that Jesus is your Lord. And the Bible said, the mouth is made unto, made unto or the confession is made unto salvation, and you experience the new birth at that point. It wasn't because of anything you said, did. It was because of what you said. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do good things. But the foundation for what we do comes from what we say. That's why in the book of Hebrews, twice, it mentions to hold fast the confession of your faith. Not talking about the confession of sin. Talking about the confession of faith. In other words, hold fast in your mouth what God's Word says. And if you do, you'll be able to do what God's Word says. You'll be able to display righteousness. You'll be able to live that holy life. But that's not how you got to heaven. You got to heaven because of what you said. I want you to see the power in this. Because a lot of people, the way they talk about themselves is really disturbing to me. They talk about themselves and say, Pastor, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, I'm just not one of those blessed people like you are and all that. And I'm, it's just the devil. What you got to do is start talking about yourself in the light of what the Word says. And if you don't know what His Word says, come to church, write down the verses so that God can bless you. I want to show you why this is so important. In John's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 10, Jesus does his first miracle, which is a sign of what is to come. And in the miracle, he has servants fill up six water bottles uh, full of water and says, go show it to the host of the wedding. And a miracle occurs. All six water bottles turn into wine. The host takes a drink of it, and he makes this statement. He says, usually you put the best wine out first. Then after people have drunk a while, get their senses a little bit dulled, then you bring out the cheap stuff. They don't know the difference. But he says, you have brought out the best at last. And that was a sign to the church to say, listen, when Jesus' ministry started, it was the beginning of the best that God provides for his people. 
the blessings that we have far exceed the blessings of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God would drive out sickness from their midst. In the Old Testament, God would prosper them. But we not only have prosperity and healing, we have the Holy Spirit of promise inside of us. We have the fruit of the Spirit. We have the ability to walk in the things of God. We have an anointing that teaches us within. We have much more. The last days will always be better than the first. Now, if you believe we're living in the last of the last days, then you ought to have your faith up there. You ought to be talking to yourself and saying, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad we're in the last of the last days because the best is yet to come. We're going to see levels of glory, levels of his spirit, levels of God's power displayed in our lives that we've never seen before in history. Yes, amen. God wanted you to know that today. That's why he wants you to take a, an observation and to check out how you hear yourself talk about yourself. Don't talk about yourself as being defeated. Talk about yourself as being a champion. Talk about yourself as one that can do whatever God has called you to do. It's really the choice between being negative or positive. The gospel is called the gospel of good news. Not bad news. Good news. Let me tell you the new wave of the Spirit. It isn't a message of gloom and doom. It is a message of grace and forgiveness. It is a message of healing. It is a message of restoration. If you go down that dark path, that's not of God. God is going to pour out His grace in the last days in a measure that's going to blow our minds. We're going to see whole countries get saved, not just local communities, but whole countries get saved. And we got to understand that. But if we keep talking to ourselves as if we're nobody and God can't do that and we're, you know, and everybody's messed up and all that, we're not going to see that happen in our lives. There's a verse in Deuteronomy 30, 19. It says this. It says, I said before you, life and death. And then it says, blessing or curse. Choose life. So he said, I'm going to send before you two things. Life, which is the blessing, or death, which is the curse. Now, usually we preach that and tell people it's about a choice, but we forget the context. Here's the context. God had just taken the nation of Israel, three to four ex-slaves who had poverty thinking, poverty mentality, and was bringing them in to inherit a promised land blessing. Joshua had, had caused the, the Jordan to split up. It piled up so much with water that it flooded all the way down to the city of Adam. And they're on the other side of the Jordan. And God says, before you go in and take Jericho, before you go in and take the cities, I want you to get the three to four million people. I want you to put them on two mountains. Mount Gizumai and Mount Ebal. Very significant. Because Mount, the Mount of Blessing is the one on the right side, and the Mountain of Curse is on the left side. If you go there today and see it, you'll see the difference. One mountain's got vegetation and greenery and all that. The other mountain is a desolate. There's no water. One mountain has springs. The other mountain doesn't. One's for the blessing. One's for the curse. He said, I want you to go up there. And I want you to begin to read the blessings and the curses. And at the end of it, I want you to say amen. 
You know what amen means? It means let it be and let it be so. Amen is when you talk to yourself. Say amen. It's when you hear the word and acknowledge it's yours before they possess the promised land. They had to talk to themselves. They had to speak to themselves the word of God. And as they heard the word of God, they said amen to it. And that was the force that caused the Jericho walls to fall down. That was the force that caused the sun to stand still while Joshua won the battle. It's that force, praise God. But if you were to talk to yourself and say, I'm unable to do this, or I'm of a, a least tribe, I don't have the education, I don't have the looks, I don't have the talent, then God would not have been able to use you in the deliverance that God has called you to be delivered from. It's really the choice between being a, a pessimist or an optimist. Let me give you a cute story to show you the difference. There's some people, when they talk about themselves and everything else, all they see is what's wrong. And in this particular story, there's two friends. One was optimist, one was a pessimist. And the optimist had just bought a bird dog. If you ever went shooting for, for birds, you need a bird dog to go out into the water and, and bring the bird back after you shoot it. So he gives his bird dog, he says, this bird dog is awesome. This bird dog not only goes and gets the bird, he literally walks on the water. And the pessimist says, what? He says, yeah, this bird dog, he'll not only get the bird after you shoot it, he walks on the water. So they went out that weekend to go hunting for birds. And they began to shoot, and sure enough, the bird, the, the dog runs out there and just runs across the water so much that he doesn't even get his paws wet. Gets the bird, runs back. Does this all day long, and the, and the pessimist didn't say anything. He didn't understand what's going on. At the end of the day, he says to the optimist, he said, I really feel bad for you concerning your dog. He said, what do you mean? What's wrong with my dog? He said, well, he can't swim. A pretty weak response. This is very difficult preaching. Amen. Someone shout hallelujah to Jesus. I want to be an optimist. I want to have faith for God. I don't want to have faith for sickness. I want to have faith for God. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. I've never yet hoped to be sick. I've never yet hoped to be broke. I've never yet hoped to fail. I, when you got faith, you hope for breakthrough. You hope for a blessing. You hope to be delivered. You hope to walk on water. You hope to do whatever it takes to get the victory that God has called you to. Amen, praise God. Said amen. The true meaning of blessing the true meanings of blessing is not just to be happy. In the Hebrew, it means that when you speak a blessing over something, the seeds of that are planted in it, and it produces over time whatever you blessed. That's why in Genesis it says this. When God created man, he said, be fruitful and multiply. And she wasn't pregnant yet. They didn't have any offspring yet. But he was speaking a blessing that had the power to produce. 
Same thing happened when the patriarchs would bless their children. That Hebrew word for blessing means a word was spoken, and over time it will manifest in their life and bring forth the blessing that they desire. Let me close with this. Every, every one of you here, if you called upon the name of the Lord to be your Savior, you are blessed by God. And anyone that's blessed by God cannot be cursed by man. Cannot be cursed. We should know that by the story of Baal. Baal was a prophet who was hired by a carnal king by the name of Balak who wanted the prophet to curse Israel. And Baal told him, he says, I can't prophesy any more than what the Lord says. And he said, go ahead and try to curse him. He got up first time and basically said, God cannot lie. Whatever God has said, he cannot undo. The king got mad, says, try it again. He did again this time, got up and talked about how was going to, God was going to exalt Israel above every nation. Prophet or the king was still upset. He says, do it one more time. The last time he did it, he gets up and says, God's going to cause these people to possess the gates of their enemies. But because Baal, Balaam wanted the money, he came up with a carnal idea to curse them. He told the king, he says, you can't curse them because they're blessed. The only way you can get them cursed is if they curse themselves. So you know the story. They sent in some women to seduce the men, and a curse came on them. But what I want you to hear today is this. You're the only one that can curse yourself. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you're the only one that can curse yourself. That's why the way that you talk about yourself is critical. If you talk about yourself in the light of the word, you'll put a blessing on your life. If you talk about yourself in the light of the world, you'll curse yourself. You're the only one that can curse yourself. You're the only one that can stop your dreams and visions from happening. The prophet Jeremiah was a young man, and God had made him a prophet to all the nations. But yet, he kept saying, I'm too young, I'm too young, too young, I'm too young, I'm too young, too young. And God said in Jeremiah, the first chapter, he says, say not you're too young. In other words, the way you're talking about yourself is preventing my gift from operating in your life and bringing the blessing. If you get anything out of the message today at all, this is what I want you to get. Be careful about how you talk about yourself. I know we feel sorry for ourselves. I know we get pity parties that no one wants to come to. I know we want to whine about what's going on. But what we got to do in those times is go to the Word and say, Lord, what do you say about me? What do you say I can do? What do you say I can accomplish? And start to speak that, and then you'll begin to believe what you hear yourself saying. You'll begin to hear, you'll be able to believe that you can move mountains, that you can prevail, that you can succeed, that you can go that extra mile, that you can love on the unlovable, that you can, you can, you can. Someone give God praise this morning anyway. Come on, church, give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I tell you what, it's hard. I feel like I feel like jumping off the the lid, the lid here, but I wanted to leave that with you. We live in difficult times, but in difficult times, great things can be manifested. So check what you say today, and make sure when you talk about yourself, it's in light of the Word, and eventually you'll see it 
the way the word says you should father bless your people today bring increase in every area those watching online listen to what I'm saying you are special but you can check and stop everything God wants to do in your life simply by the way you talk about yourself make sure you bless yourself instead of curse yourself and if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior pray this with me Heavenly Father thank you for today thank you for sending Jesus thank you that he took my sins upon the cross and today Lord I know you raised him from the dead and I confess him as Lord of my life and I give you all the praise and glory in Jesus name Amen and amen. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.